This is Critical Thinking Part 10, UFOs, UAPs, and the Sonic Gravity Quantum Echo Hypothesis. So two months ago, I found out about UFOs, and I guess lots of people have been really into UFOs for a really long time, but now I'm one of them. Now, I took a second off from the UFO episodes to raise awareness about Big Pharma's genocide during the COVID-19 pandemic, but shamefully, I couldn't even convince my dad. I showed him everything I got, I laid it all out there, and he didn't make a dent. He's going with Tony Fauci, and the Food and Drug Administration, and the CDC, and the World Health Organization. Oh well. You can't save everybody, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't try. So I did two podcast episodes, I joined the Rebel Alliance to fight the Empire. Those episodes have been downloaded by hundreds of people, so I did everything I can. And now it's time to go back to the fun stuff. We're going to talk about UFOs. But I've had a while to kind of marinate on this, about two months. And I've done some other research about entropy and the second law of thermodynamics and quantum information. And I really want to do those episodes too, but this time we're going to kind of keep it simple. We're just going to focus focus on the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis. On April 27th, 2021, the New York Times released Navy footage of a UFO, and on April 28th, the Defense Department released the footage from three more UFO sightings made by military personnel and confirmed that the UFO was a UFO. So I started combing open source data for UFO sightings and footage of their visual characteristics and movements and I began to assemble the most important observations in that data that I'd need to account for when I started to think critically about what the UFOs were and how they were doing the things they were doing. And just like every other Sonic Gravity Critical Thinking episode, we're going to start with the binary mutually exclusive classification of all the potential solutions and once we begin to parse through the universe of information, we flip back and forth between inductive and deep deductive reasoning to isolate the solution, just like Wheel of Fortune. Just like the little letters and the words and we go back to the rules like only five vowels and what are the common words and we look for patterns like the I, the N, and the G, or the the. And if we're sharp, we'll reveal rules and other inferences that we can draw on to isolate the solution to achieve the level of the precision of the thought that we need. So we need as many inductive observations as we can get about these UFOs, UAPs, how they fly, what they look like, and then we apply critical thinking to figure out what they are, why they're there, and how they're doing the things that they're doing. So to figure out who are flying those Tic Tacs, it's a binary mutually exclusive classification. It's either us or it's not us, and that is a fact. And if it isn't humans, then it's gotta be aliens. And I think some of them might be aliens, but there's a lot of UFOs and UAPs, and I don't think they're all aliens, so some of them have to be us. And if it's humans or made by humans, there's only one of three kinds of humans. There's humans from the past, humans from the present or humans from the future. And I don't think it's humans from the past or the present because I don't think we have the physics for that kind of travel yet. Because if we did, then Elon Musk wouldn't be crashing so many rockets. Because in particle physics, we're really at level two particle physics and we probably need to be at level three before we can fly our Tic Tac. And what I mean by level two is that at the Fermi lab in Chicago about a month ago, they shot a muon, which is essentially a level two energy particle, like 200 times heavier than an electron. They shot 
that muon through a magnetic field and they made it spin differently or vibrate strangely if you prefer a string theory instead of a particle model. I think the technology we need is to create a field that makes a different particle, the Higgs singlet oscillate, like we made the muon oscillate. And if you like to think of things as particles, we're a big stack of particles, right? We're a big stack of atoms and then there's the Higgs singlet that's inside each one of our atoms. But if you like quantum fields, which is kind of like the pixels in our TV where the pixels are an atom and the Higgs field is like all the tiny red lights shining inside each of the pixels on your screen so the redness in every one of your pixels would be like the Higgs field. If we could figure that out like they did with the muon when they made the muon spin weirdly. If we could figure out the kind of field we'd need to create that would have the same effect to make the Higgs singlet particle inside every one of our atoms spin weirdly. If we could get every one of our atoms to spin off its Higgs singlet or disassociate from our Higgs field so to speak in what they legitly call in physics an asymmetric break. We just create a force field that would peel away our Higgs field like a slice of cheese. Maybe by generating a tau neutrino field if the Podesta emails are to be believed. Then if we can get every Higgs singlet inside our atoms to spin off of our atoms or decouple from our Higgs field, that would do two very important things. It would drop our mass to zero, which is what we would need to fly in corner like those Tic Tacs do. Because the Higgs boson tells the universe that our matter has mass. So if we could shake that field, we wouldn't have any mass. That would also let us take off or slow down super fast crazy speeds without ever and we would never ever feel any g's or gravity and it would make us defy gravity if we don't have mass then we can't have inertia which means we aren't affected by gravity either and by the way we wouldn't age a day while we were massless as long as we didn't explode like a nuclear bomb at the speed of light which we wouldn't i'm pretty sure because our higgs boson field is still quantumly entangled and we probably have some ionic and covalent bonds that would hold us together like duct tape i think i said it before and i'll say it again i'll stake my reputation as a psychopath on it we will not explode like a nuclear bomb at the speed of light probably but even when we kick all the higgs singlets out of our atoms because quantum fields still have what we call quantum fluctuation the universe would know that we had lost our mass that we had lost all of our weight and it would see us as a mass hole so to speak and the weak nuclear force would try super hard to push mass into our mass hole from where the higgs particles just jumped out and we call that zero point energy and all scientists agree that zero point energy in the universe is practically limitless we use zero point energy to lock glass doors with magnets like those big doors at the department store or if you've ever pushed a suction cup against a window and then tried to pull it off you know it sticks and it's the zero point energy that pushes the suction cup against the window when you pull on it and it's the zero point energy that holds the magnet locks together because if you try to separate those magnets the weak nuclear force or Casimir forces which is named after the physicist who discovered them will hold those magnets together and you can't push that suction cup off either because the weak nuclear force shoves on the back of that suction cup sticking it to the window because it's trying to push air to the surface of the window but because of the seal it has to push the air through the back of the suction cup and in the same way the universe will try to push mass into the mass hole of our tic tac and into our mass hole so if we can figure out how to move that field or polarize that force field that sheds our higgs singlets if we can polarize it like sails you know like sunglasses where you can see through one side but not the other or use some kind of microwave emitter to lower the zero point energy in the direction we want to go is suggested by the 
pay his patents, then we might be able to use zero-point energy to fly near the speed of light and still turn or stop on a dime. It's also very possible that without mass, we'll be able to do what's called quantum tunneling. If we have no mask, and if we don't explode like a nuclear bomb in all directions at the speed of light, which we won't, I'm pretty sure, then we could actually be quantum teleporting in a hypercavitative state. So even though we're standing in the same spot, we'll constantly teleport imperceptively at the Planck length level, which is pretty much what we'd need to be able to do to pass through solid objects like Kitty Pride. Or fly at supersonic speed without breaking the sound barrier like the Tic Tacs do, and we could fly through space, air, and water without even blinking, so to speak. Or maybe by blinking. Hard to say. But we could do it. And finally, bigly, we know from particle collision experiments done by the Large Hadron Collider at CERN that when particles are smashed into teeny weeny bits and the Higgs singlet, which is the particle field that we need to shed to fly our Tic Tacs just like we've been talking about, we know that the Higgs singlet, once it's released after the particles collide and smash apart, that Higgs singlet can travel backwards in time, and that is a fact. We absolutely know that about half the time a Higgs singlet will pop into existence right before the particle collision happens, in the place the particle collision happens. Scientists think that when the collision happens in the future, it sends the Higgs singlet back in time to our present, so the Higgs singlet actually pops into existence before the collision happens. So do you see it? Do you see how those flying Tic Tacs might not be aliens when we generate our force field and spin off our Higgs singlets in an asymmetric quantum break? Our Higgs singlets would jump back in time just like they do in the particle collider at CERN. They'd still be quantum entangled with us so they wouldn't lose their shape. They'd just be sitting there in in the future, inside the atoms of us and our Tic Tac, we'd turn on the field and then they would fly from the future back in time. And so that's why they're showing up in our present. So there it is. That's the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis. Those Tic Tacs that we see zipping around up in the sky are quantum echoes of our future quantum travel. A time traveling, quantum entangled Higgs singlet sculpture of our Tic Tac and everything inside it. But like we talked about in Critical Thinking Part 7, UFOs, UAPs, and the key to mortality, moving through space doesn't cause gravity. Or g-forces, moving through time causes gravity. And the insanity of the curvature of time that would happen when you throw a quantum echo of a spaceship into the past is enough time curvature to create the gravity of a black hole. And that is a fact. And that was when I realized that we're not just seeing a quantum echo of our own Higgs singlets. We're actually seeing ourselves in the future through a worm hole. And that too is a fact. And the gravity of a black hole is what you would need to hold open a wormhole like that. And the gravity of a black hole is also sufficient to cause the halo. The gravitational lensing that you see around the Tic Tac on the cover of Critical Thinking Part 6. UFOs, UAPs, and Zero Point Energy. And I noticed in some of the UFO footage, I noticed some inductive data points. There were details that, that corroborated the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis. Because some of those Tic Tacs that you see, they're blazing balls of light and some of them are darker and some of them flash all over and some of them are red. When the Tic Tacs are blazing balls of light, I notice from the videos it's only at night. It's only at night or at dusk that you see the blazing balls of light. You know why? Because on the other side of that wormhole, 
It's daytime, and that's sunlight coming through, which is scrambled by the black hole of the gravity that comes from the time curvature and all that twisted space, and it makes the Tic Tac glow like a big white ball. And you know why some of those Tic Tacs look red at night? Yep, that's right, because on the other side of that wormhole, the sun is setting, and the sunlight coming through is being scrambled by a black hole of gravity and twisted space that makes the Tic Tac look like a big blazing red ball. And when they look a little dark and grainy, guess what? Yep, you guessed it again, it's because because on the other side of the wormhole, it's nighttime. And when the pilots of those Tic Tacs, who are all military pilots of the future, which is why the locusts of recent sightings since 2004 are happening off the coast of Southern California near San Diego and off the coast of Virginia, the North Carolina border, where the Navy has a cluster of bases in Norfolk, including Naval Air Station Oceana. And this is corroborated by ex-Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves, who trained there every day and said for years he saw Tic Tacs flying around him every day. So yeah, it's getting obvious now, right? All all the puzzle pieces seem to fit, don't they? Nothing seems out of place, does it? Because when nothing's out of place and all the puzzle pieces fit, it's because it's true. And have you noticed that the military for 17 years doesn't seem to mind sharing the training areas with these spacecraft? They don't seem to be too alarmed, and I know they're highly intelligent, and if they're not sounding the alarm, then there's probably a good reason. I don't think they know exactly what is going on like we do, but I know enough to know by what they're not doing for at least the last 17 years that they know it's all good. Oh, by the way, and the cow mutilations, it ain't angry aliens. It's what happens when you get too close to a baby black hole of gravity that's enveloped by this Higgs decoupling force field. You'll find a mangled cow lying there in the grass. Ground beef, so to speak. And this hypothesis is falsifiable, which means it's scientific. And so anybody who is a sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis denier can do this immediately to disprove the hypothesis. All they gotta do is analyze the light that's coming out of one of those big, bright, glowing Tic Tacs. And if the measurement proves that it's the same light that's coming out of our sun in our time, then that's another puzzle piece that fits perfectly. And that is a fact. And the reason that this is a rational hypothesis is because it's built on accounting for all of the things that we observe. From a critical thinking perspective, we deduce that if it was us, it has to be us from the future. We've also realized that the, from the way it moves, its mass has to be zero too. And I've heard some other theories floating around, so to speak, like an AccuBear warp drive, but that's just not going to happen because the energy required to bend space like that is redonkulous. You'd be saying, hey, we need more energy, Mr. Scott, and Mr. Scott would be like, I'm giving her all she's got, Captain, and it wouldn't be enough. And if you check out Critical Thinking Part 4, 5, 6, and 7, you'll see how the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis sort of evolved over like the last month or so, but it didn't change very much. And the reason that it didn't change very much is because it was built using quantum and classical physics to objectively construct a rational hypothesis that could account for all of the details that we see with the information that we have. And the reason we can be fairly certain that the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis is right is because all of the puzzle pieces fit together, and that is a fact. And the only two assumptions we made were that when we were looking at one of those Tic Tacs or one of those UFOs or UAPs, we were looking at one of those Tic Tacs and one of those UFOs and UAPs, and we also made the assumption that our physics applies to the Tic Tac too. 
And if we're going by the principle of parsimony, or Occam's razor, Occam's razor tells us that the explanation with the fewest assumptions is usually the correct one. And the more assumptions you have to make, the more unlikely the explanation is. The Masonic Gravity Quantum Echo Hypothesis is using two assumptions. Physics applies, and it's really a UFO. So the sonic gravity quantum echo hypothesis is pretty lean as far as assumptions go. And on June 25th, 2021, the director of national intelligence came out with an unclassified report on unexplained aerial phenomenon. And it was delicious. And in critical thinking, part 11, UFOs, UAPs, and commanding reality, you will look through the eyes of a madman and realize that you control the future. And that is a fact. 